Oh, and I assume kind of same roles. I'm going to do the intro yep. and yeah, we'll yeah, sure. Around the table, yeah, yep. Yeah. <sighs> Brilliant. Okay. I have to actually say more clearly what the hell we do is what I was thinking last time. I think you should yeah. put this bit in the podcast too, because I think this, you know, shows that we're real people. And <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Alrighty, so welcome to Information Revolution, which is a podcast for people interested in information, where we discuss how things are changing and maybe what needs to change. So I'm Michael Upton. I'm a director of MetaTaxis New Zealand, a consultancy in Wellington, and my background's in digital information management. And I'm Judy Verno. Uh, I'm an information architect, and I'm also a director of MetaTaxis. And I'm Carl Melrose. I work for Leadership Through Data. I run business development and consulting for Australia and New Zealand. Nice one. What are we here to talk about today, Michael? So today's topic, following on from last time when we were talking about uh, what you've got and doing a stock take, is basically what you might do next with that. So what could you do with an information stock take? Well, I mean, for me, I might as well kick off. Um, uh, you know, we, we write a lot of policy and information and records management, but how do we actually know if it's being effective? And, you know, I, I think the a lot, of, a lot of what we talk about in information management comes down to how do we get information to tell us whether we're having results? I mean, that's what governance is. That's what all of the management reporting that people are asking for is. And, you know, the information stock take can be one of those things that tells us whether we're being effective or not. And, you know, obviously, if we're not being effective, part of strategy setting should be how we become more effective. And so I think by having the, the, the information stock take to say, right, we've got a policy that says people are supposed to put all this stuff over here, but we found huge pockets of it here. We can start to go and say, why is that? And start to figure out exactly what's gone wrong in the program so far so that hopefully we can address it, you know, into the future. So for so me, you're, great. You're thinking of the stock take as a, um, a testing what we've agreed rather than a setting the strategy up, up front? Well, um, but both, both. But, you know, I mean, there's a... You know, if you've come into a new organisation and there's a set of policies in place, if those policies are delivering to all of the organisational needs and they're effective, why would you change them? But if you come into an organisation and the policy all looks right, but then you do an information stock take and you find that it's, you know, it's achieving a, a tiny rate of effectiveness, then, you know, you know you've got a problem to address. And I think that's the... I mean, it really, you know, is, is your... I guess there's a there's the couple of strategic questions, you know. I mean, is your strategy setting going to be about writing the ship or is it going to be about, you know, streamlining it and making it faster and better? And I think that an information asset, you know, information asset register, information stock take, whatever the whatever the name we use is, <laughs> we won't have, we will we will not have that argument again. Um, <laughs> but I think it I think it gives you a tool that you can use to say how effective your strat, you know, past strategy has been, whether it was yours or someone else's, and then you can set future strategy in that context. You know, I mean, the I'm sure there's about 14 sayings about you know continuing to do something that you know has some someone helped me with a saying. I'm, I know there's one of them. You know, madness is continuing to do the same thing and expect different oh, results or something yes, like yes, that. Yes, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I think it can be one of the it's like that canary in the coal mine type thing, you know, about telling you whether it's what's been done in the past is effective. And of course, you know, I think we touched on it last time. You know, it's the kind of thing that I think sh- you should update it. You know, there should be an update frequency to it. You know, how long how long does it take before that information asset register is out of date? And I mean, obviously, there's a big resource commitment. Um, but you know, I mean, if you've got a strategy in place and it's got policy in it about where information should be stored, well, how do you know if your strategy is effective, you know? And if and how can you measure it and go back to your management and say, you know, we set the objective of having all of our um, high-risk information in controlled repositories, you know, by the end of the year, and either A, we've succeeded in that, or B, um, you know, we've succeeded, you know, we've done, we, we've hit 80% of our, you know, goal and here are the problem areas and now we're going to build a strategy to address those problem areas. And, you know, I mean, if you're going to bring an audit firm in to, to audit you, um, which, you know, I mean, I, I've there's a, a local information manager who's on this sort of um, path at the moment and the end of his five-year program which which was really about writing the ship you know it was they had they had information management that that wasn't very effective and the end goal of his program is an an external audit and so they'll bring an external auditor in to say right you know how effective is your information management policy and you know i think that the stock take is one of those tools that i mean that auditor is going to have to do something like that anyway so that's you know that for me that's a large portion of it. Yeah, I, I'd never, I don't think I'd really thought about using it to reflect back in that way. But I think that's really, really good and really useful because if you, if you, if you can do it at the start out of your strategy setting, if you have the, shall I say, luxury of doing that, um, then you know, you should know where everything is. And then exactly as you say, you can test that out. You've got actual facts and figures for testing that out further down the line, which is fantastic. And not mm. not many people have make themselves that opportunity to do that. So and and also there are increasing numbers of tools around that help you to do quite a bit of that fairly fairly easily now. Just just the, the um you know the quantitative types of stuff rather than you, the qualitative i mean are you comfortable talking about some of those tools because i i've you know i've always done like i said last time i've always done this stuff the manual way and i just you know i i, th- I think it would be great for people to just know some of the tools they could go and have a look at you know if if we if we're comfortable talking about specific tools i haven't used that many myself i've tended to use either tree size which is really cheap but actually yep. does the job pretty well um or solar winds which is not i'm not sure how much it costs to be honest but um does some really nice reporting about what's where what kind of thing it is and you can um, categorize stuff to to help you understand what it is you've got those, okay. those are the two that I'm familiar with, but I'm sure yeah, there great, are lots of others. Hmm. Okay, I know I know other other folks in MetaTaxis have used tools that include being able to rope in um, the the sort of storage of cloud solutions to basically do that kind of um, quantitative stock take for um, 
things that are not just shared drives, which I thought sounded really yeah. powerful. I yeah. can't remember the name, but you know, it's worth. I guess if people listening to this want to know, then we could go and have a little sniff. I think, yeah, I think or, or active po- navigation does some of that too, I believe. Active I think active navigation. navigation does some of that. But hmm. other tools are also available, you know. We don't we're not particularly <laughs> Uh, We're not getting kickbacks. <laughs> no, no, but but I mean th- that w- might be an interesting thing for for people who are watching or listening as well. You know, I mean, if you can put some comments in about mm. tools that you've used that have been effective, that might actually be really valuable for lots of people. Yeah, because I don't think it's sure. something sure. that you know, if it's a tool that you use once a year, or you know, you do an information, or you're about to do your first information asset register. I mean, like everybody seems to be at the moment. It seems to be something that everyone. Yeah thinking about or doing then that's really true yeah i've been coming across that a lot lately Mm. and i think um i'll just emphasize that idea that you know the kinds of tools that we've talked about are really focused on what you're doing with shared drives full of documents Mm. you know traditionally or something that you can kind of expose to the tool as a as a drive um and that really to be thinking strategically about the information the organization once again, you know, you have to be format agnostic. And so you have to be thinking about data. You have to be thinking about what's sitting in business systems. And one of those strategic mm. directions might be, you know, oh, yeah, we can streamline by putting things into tools that actually sort of drive the collection and, and maintenance of, of records, you know. So um, uh, just wanted to point that out that, you know, you might have to think about what tools are available to, um, to kind of quantify what's happening in those systems. And even mm. just doing some SharePoint reports, for example, to find out yeah. that you've actually now got 9,000 SharePoint sites and <laughs> 8,500 of them haven't been looked at for <laughs> you know, the last two years. That, that kind yeah. of stuff is quite yeah. useful. I, I have a strange tell you quite feeling a that, that happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's, I mean, it's good, right? It can tell you you've got a policy problem. Yeah, I guess exactly the, what you're saying, Carl, yeah. The, the reason I, I'm... The reason I'm bullish on the automated tools um, is exactly that. You know, I just, there's so much, the weakness of the manual stock take, you know, is that people don't know what they don't know. And if they don't use it and they've never used it, they don't know it's there. And I just feel like so much must fall into that bucket and we must be so blind to it. And, you know, I mean, I think it would be um, interesting as well to to start looking at some of the other you know, ways you can see what people are using. Like, you know, I mean, next generation firewalls and those sorts of things, you know, that they, if you've got, or, you know, any kind of blocking service that you've got, you know, they generally have a cloud storage category. And if you haven't blocked access to cloud storage, because that's, you know, often just impractical, you know, what they can do is often give you audit, you know, sort of audit type data that will tell you, you know, which users are going to which services and how frequently. And, I, I think they're some of the the things that they can present those those big pockets of risk that I don't think we're we're necessarily aware of, and that you know sometimes it's people deliberately you know trying to do things uh, that they shouldn't be doing. But you know, I mean, I've worked with enough councils who were trying to do DAs, you know, five or six years ago, to know that, you know, there were lots of councils where half a dozen people in the DA team had a Dropbox account, you know, that was under their uh, council. You know, it was the free Dropbox account, but it was under their council email address because they just couldn't figure out any other way to, yep. you know, 
send a you know send a 200 megabyte package of approved plans back to someone you know unless they were going to print them and send them yeah. and you know i i think picking up those things so that you can also start to say not just we have you know we, we have all these pockets of information here but we actually have an information service gap that's yeah. causing people to go and use this tool yeah i think that stuff's really important absolutely um, Carl, just to confirm, DA in that context? Sorry, or? yeah. Uh, development application, New Zealand, you call them building permits. Um, I'm, I think, okay. I'm sure they're called something else in, you know, other places, planning permits, you know. But yeah. if you want to renovate your house or renovate or build okay. a building somewhere, you know, it's the yeah. process you go through with a, with a an authority of some kind to, to get that, that construction approved. Sure, we'd normally call it a building consent, I think. Yeah. Building consent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> As you'll know, it's normally a disposal authority for the kind of yes, management yes. in New Zealand. <laughs> yes. So yes. important, important. That's why I wanted to just no, clarify that, was, that, that was, one. It was a very, very good, good pickup. Uh, pick <laughs> what would records managers say about using uh, abbreviations? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, Judy, did you have a thought about what you would use this doc tape to do? Um, well. I think I was saying last time that um, there's no way that you can plan for your new world um, unless you've you clearly understand what the old world looks like, which fits in, I think, again, with what Carl's saying, too. Mm. Um, so if you're planning to bring in a new system, then you then even if you're not going to bring everything across at least you you get some sense of what there is, what kind of things you're going to need. And if you if you haven't done that, stock take. I, I love this word now, stock take. <laughs> um, <laughs> then then you can't properly understand how to design your new environment. That's certainly my view. Of course, if you are bringing stuff across, then it's even more important mm, because you've right. got to work out how to fit this old stuff over here that's lying around in you know in shared drives or whatever it is databases and so on you've got to understand that in order to know how to bring it across what needs to happen to it you need to as i'm always telling students you need to understand each individual set of information actually if you're going to bring it across because you might need to do something different with each set from, sure. you know, we've got these DVDs in a filing cabinet over here. We want to bring them into the new world. So what does that mean? To we've got a set of paper contracts over here, but we're not doing paper anymore. So what needs to happen to them? To, well, we've got this stuff nicely in SharePoint over here, but it needs to go into the new world. And actually, we really don't want, we want to bring all our contracts together in future. Mm. Whereas before, each team managed its own contracts, for example. But you've got to know that in order to know what the new world needs to look like. You need to understand what those sets are, what those important groupings of content are, so that you can plan for that in the new world. Mm, for sure. Yeah, I... Yeah, go on, Carl. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I the, the thing that was popping out for me when you were talking is, you know, machinery of government changes. You know, oh, yeah. Where where you know the the number of you know small authorities I've been into that were um, once part of a department 
and you know then they were spun out as their own statutory authority or you know the other way around or you know I was talking to a friend of mine at a an agency uh earlier in the week and she's that they've got they've got to move five parts of their department out into other agencies and they've got one new function coming in and you know all the decisions that you've got to make about you know first how do you actually package that content up and move it but you know i keep going to agencies and finding that you know they've just drawn a line in the sand and gone it's too hard to figure out how to make that old structure work with our new organization so you know pre in one organization pre 2015 you know specific date you know it's that structure post 2015 it's our new structure i think that stuff's hard and important yeah mm, yeah and i've sure. i've i've had a a recent client who actually didn't realize they still had hundreds of thousands of files from an agent from from a domain that went to another aid went to a new agency and it was only when we did the whole tree size thing and they went oh my god we've got all that stuff there we don't need to have that anymore it was a duplicated it was, it, yeah, because wow, yeah, okay. all of those records, yeah, had gone off to the new agency, mm, not mm, the responsibility mm. of the old agency. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I mean, so mm. what was on my mind thinking about what you can do with the stock take was really um, comes back to, or I can kind of tie it into some of the threads of what you've both been saying, which is that I think there's a real opportunity to actually look at process improvement, which is not normally yeah. thought of as being a part of the information world because we're normally focused on the kind of, well, the assets or the, you know, the things, the things, the, the, the files, the documents, whatever, the records. And I think fundamentally uh, there's a hopefully really obvious connection between business processes and information. Like information is either going to be an input to a process you know, I need to know these facts so that then I can get on with what I'm doing or it's going to be an output. You know, we've collected up this thing, we've made this decision and we're going to capture some information about what happened there. Um, and, you know, you could you can get more detailed, but basically you've got ins and outs of processes and processes transform or enhance or add to, you know, sets of information. And so... In that example, I think, Judy, you floated the idea of, you know, you might have a thing where different teams are managing contracts separately. And so in the course of a stock take, you're identifying something that's not just about the information, but it's actually about a way of working. It's actually saying, okay, these folks are, yeah. I was going to say something extra rude, let's say faffing about <laughs> with, um, <laughs> you know, it's separate um, uh, sort of management systems like solutions for yeah. how they're going to look after a type of information and um, what are you seeing in, in an information stock take that's kind of classic in that regard you're seeing something about risk like there is a risk that um, information will be lost because it's being um, you know fragmented in the way that it's being held um, and you're seeing something about value as well you're going ah, look they've got things that really matter to us you know contracts matter because we need to be in a reliable position to, you know, get services, deliver services, whatever. So, you know, stock takes typically are very focused on, you know, what's the risk profile versus what's the value profile and then what action do we want to take based on that combination? Like, you know, really high risk, really low value because it's a duplicate. Okay, let's chuck it out. <laughs> um, really low risk, really high value. Um, perhaps we just need to maintain the status quo, you know, um, but, but, 
but coming back like my big thing with thinking about the sort of opportunities in stock takes is that idea of basically tying your information to the work that's being done so that you can then go okay these are the processes that could benefit from better information management so mm. the, the the real um uh, you know the, the thing i love about this is it's it, it, when you frame it that way like basically what can what can benefit from better information management you know it's really obviously part of our sort of remit if you like professionally so it's not it's not sort of doing something weird at all it's just sort of like hey, not this is actually at all because kind of thing this is we should what, be doing this is what government does actually i mean government isn't yeah. Um, digging up the road, it's you know, they've got contractors to do that. Usually, but, usually, yeah. <laughs> usually. But but what we are doing in government, if I can talk about government primarily here rather than other organisations, um, is creating and sharing information. That's what we do. Actually, we do right. it in yeah. certain domains. But yeah. what we're doing is processing information. Mm. That's that's our business. That's our actual business yeah, right. in pursuit of particular aims. So sure. we've got to manage it properly. And I think yeah, I think if people thought about it in that way a bit more, it would actually really help. Like Yeah, sure. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine at a at an agency uh here in South Australia that that uh one of the one of the things they do is manage mining claims. Completely an information business, and they know they are completely an information business. Take exactly. It, they take information management really seriously as a result because they know it's the thing for the agency. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting if you ever work with or talk to utilities companies. You know, people. Oh yes, with, I've I've worked you with know, yeah infrastructure, yes. energy, and so on and so on. Like they talk about document control and document controllers yeah. and all that yang, but. You know, it's it's a flavour of managing information. You know, a hundred percent. Oh and yes. What happens when things go wrong? You know, generally people die, or um, you know, assets completely fall over in terms of physical infrastructure. You know, like basically, if you get the information wrong, the stakes are very high. And yes. so, those kinds of lines of business uh, are fascinating when, for me, when it comes to thinking about information management, because they never have any kind of fight about um, you know uh, asserting their value or why they're there it's like yeah we know we know we don't want no, if, you if, know if you want if you want to restart your 250 you know megawatt power station um there's a procedure for that and you know what it's a lot of steps and if yep. you don't have the documentation yeah. for that and the yeah. power station yeah. goes out that's going to be it, a really bad day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really comes back to real fundamentals of like what we're trying to enforce as well I was not enforce but you know like drive which is you know like basically uh access to that information currency of that information sort of reliability findability like all of those concepts um that we might push uh either in terms of benefits of information architecture or with information management more generally like they all matter in that circumstance right you don't want the wrong procedure you don't want yeah. to not find the procedure yeah you know you don't want ambiguity about which procedure is the right one because you've got seven copies you know so so all of those kinds of practices that we would push you know they're all present there and their value is really well understood yeah and it, it, it's interesting to me that i've heard people talk about procedures as if they are people doing things rather than people managing the information around things 
right. if you see what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So the, the people are really important and the procedures are really important, but the information not so much is the kind of feeling that you get, <laughs> whereas yeah. actually it is exactly what you've just said about that whole flow of the information through the organization. That's, that's the critical thing. It's the water that, you know, feeds everything as it goes through. Yeah. But I mean, th- th- this Absolutely. stuff is connected to real world outcomes too. You know, that's yeah. the thing that I think, I, I, I feel like it, it's a feature of bureaucratic organizations that, you know, the, the process is chipped into so many different parts that I think often people are working in the process and they don't feel like they're connected to the end result. And I feel like, you know, separating information management from, you know, just good management I, I think is is one of the things yeah. that's really taken us away from feeling like we're connected to well feeling like first that we are connected to producing good outcomes for people and being able to really tightly connect that but also having managers feel like they're really tightly connected you know the the way they manage their information is really tightly connected to the outcomes they're able to provide for whoever yeah. they have to provide it for yeah. Mm, yeah 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 really good point nice and I think that probably brings us to about time. So oh. I think that's a good spot to wrap up for this uh, this round. Okay, um, more more of this and on, eh, Michael? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, one and all. Catch you soon. Cheers. See ya. <laughs>